Ben, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good early evening to you, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Ben? I'm well. Sitting next to Gigi. She's having a tough time right now. I don't know what's going on, but, you know. Sorry to hear that. We just have tough times, right? That's right. You know? We get through it, though. She's a strong dog. Yeah, we don't always know why God tests us, but in the end, it makes us stronger. Yeah, she thinks God tests her quite a bit with all these rabbits and squirrels. Yeah, those are those are certainly prevalent in the dog world. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, Wednesday, December fifteenth, four o three p.m. Mountain Standard Time, six o three p.m. Eastern Time, three o three p.m. Pacific Time. One of the windiest days in the history of Denver, Colorado. Things are just blowing around everywhere. Uh, what kind of temperatures are we looking at down in the desert? Ben? It's real. I mean, I say cold, but it's seventy. Say sixty-five, seventy degrees. Yeah, yeah, cold. Yeah, people here are dressed cool. up in like you know, like their winter gear, and I'm walking around in like a t-shirt and you know shorts. Right, that makes sense for that kind of weather. All right. Yeah. Well, Let you me, know. Uh, this doc open, Ben. We had the. Uh, wait. The, the question is. I went through all of them, so I gotta find the right one. This is Dynasty Kings Podcast Week 15. Uh, this is the 14th episode. For those keeping track at home, we have had all of the league members interviewed now, uh, which means we've transitioned Ben to a guest interview uh, for the second half. We're not gonna reveal who that guest interview is quite yet. Actually, you know what we will, because we'll do a little bit of hyping up in the text. So Max Hillman will be joining us later. Hi, Pipe. He'll be... Go ahead. I said hi, Pipe. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. I did not know. Did not hear the hype. <laughs> I thought you were about to say something. Um, Max Hillman will be fresh out of the dentist chair joining us. Uh, he'll be previewing the matchups, our playoff matchups, now that the playoffs have arrived. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit of betting with him. Uh, for those of you that know Max, uh, he's placed a few bets or few uh, in his lifetime. And then uh, a few bets or two is what I meant to say. And then we're going to interview him. We're going to throw some stuff. He had a brief stint as a co-manager in this league. Uh, but we're going to you know, pick his brain on all kinds of topics per usual. Any other thoughts before we get into the Taco Bell takeaway of the week, Ben? Uh, that's a great question. Um no, I, I'm ready to go. I'm excited to talk to someone out of the league and get their opinion on the league day. So I'm excited. Yeah, and for for context, he will have visuals on on some of the matchups and, and team results and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's not completely blind. And he was he was part of the league at one point. So let me let me clarify. Very, very that. brief, but yes, yes. but yes. Uh, ben, do we want to start with the good news or the bad news in this first segment? Um, I like to start with the bad news just because. That's just kind of, I feel like, you know, yeah, get out of the way. way. Right? Exactly. Well, that's uh, that's your segment then, Ben. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. oh, Uncle COVID, as Pat Max yeah. likes to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle COVID. <laughs> um, seems like it's back in all sports from what I've heard. Seems like uh, the NHL, NBA, and now the NFL are all having these outbreaks. Um. NFL in particularly, it kind of blows because it's getting so close to playoff season. Um, and all of a sudden, there's this huge outbreak. And 
I think there's almost 75 players on the COVID list currently from, I think, like eight or nine different teams. Um, you just got to worry that this might affect certain teams' playoff chances, hopes. Um, and I just it just sucks. You know, after a year of it happening already, you would hope that it would go away. But And I'm not going to get into everything else because, you know, that's just a whole big deal, but it just sucks. Well, and even more importantly than, you know, affecting these teams' real-life playoff chances is that it comes right around fantasy football playoff season. Yeah, and that's is, the bigger you know, deal. Teams. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. Who actually I mean, cares about their real-life chances? We care about our playoff hopes and fantasy. That's right. That's what it's all about. Uh, you know, some big names, OBJ, Jarvis, Kevin Stefanski, just to name a small handful. There's plenty more. Browns seem to have a, an outbreak in general in their facility. Uh, Rams yeah, the other Jalen night. Jalen Ramsey with, uh, was out yeah, last uh, Monday. Yeah. False positive Monday for Higby. That stuff still doesn't make sense to me, but, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it sounds like they're back, discussing – it sounds like, you know, the league and the NFL Players Association are discussing some new maybe terms for this uh, COVID rulings. Um, for being out and coming back and stuff like that. Because I know – because Baker's out too, correct? And I think that it was – he has to get like two tests negative back or something like that. I don't even know. Right. Well, there's there's different rules for vaccinated versus – Exactly. If they're they're unvaccinated, it's an automatic 10 days. So, for example, Alexander Madison, unvaccinated. So he was gone for 10 days no matter what. With all these other guys, I believe OBJ, Jarvis, Baker, Stefanski even has the booster shot. Um, if they are asymptomatic and they have two negative tests within 24 hours, then they're good. So I do like that. It still incentivizes getting back sure. to these guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the hope obviously they, you know, it's happened from time to time. I know Keenan Allen a couple of weeks ago landed on it, you know, plenty of other names throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerald Everett, you know, the Seahawks, right. The Rogers, Devontae Adams, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, who hasn't anyway, been on that list yet though? Who's that? Rico Gathers. Rico Gathers has not been on the COVID list yet. This might have been our earliest uh, mention of Rico. I thought I'd just get it out of the way. I really appreciate that. Uh, To transition to the more positive news, if you will, (laughs) or just my general regular takeaway of the week that doesn't have to do with COVID, three different things that came to mind after watching some football this past week, Ben. Number one, this isn't new news, but the Buffalo Bills cannot run the football. Not only that, they actually did not hand off the football. Like one they don't. Time not only can't they, the they don't. They don't want to run the football. It's not that they, they don't can't. want to. They don't. They try don't want to, to whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> it's very odd to me. And don't get me wrong. They don't have a great. They've got you know three different backs on their roster that are sure. all uninspiring. I don't know how good their but offensive still, line is in the grand scheme of things. You would think they would at least try to establish I mean, it sometimes. The Seahawks started thirty-eight-year-old Adrian Peterson last week and gave him like twenty-eight carries. So like. Spare me, you know, well, we don't have good running backs. Right. I agree. I don't think that's a good excuse. And it's very because <laughs> the Bills, the Bills were a team that I think everyone thought pretty highly of, you know, for most of the season or at least coming into the season. And yep. they've just, they've been a bit odd. They've turned themselves so one dimensional. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And they still almost won that game. It's a crazy thing. It's because uh, there's a team full of anti vaxxers and racists. Yeah. 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 Uh, second point is uh, on Monday night, it was a big game between the Rams and the Cardinals. The Rams look like they should, like they yep. have for a decent portion of the year. They obviously went on a little slide there. Um, I think the, the Odell addition was huge. Um, obviously, yeah. 
even more so once Robert Woods went out almost immediately after they acquired exactly. him. Massive. But it's just so nice. It's so nice to see. And I'm not even like the biggest Odell fan in the world. I just am in awe of his talent. He's a generational player. Yes, he's a diva, but I don't. I don't think you know everything is just him being a diva has screwed up his career and like that. Obviously, injuries have factored in. It's just great to see him with a real quarterback and a real offense. Yeah, and seventy-five percent of wide receivers are divas. Like, let's just be honest right. with ourselves. That's just how it is. Right. It's just how um, it is, and, and nothing that he does until he like goes full Antonio Brown on us. Yeah, he's like at the not... same level as Antonio Brown before. Where it's like he produces, he's kind of a drama yeah. queen. He celebrates a little bit, but like nothing that's like actually hurting the team. For the sure, Browns his dad had almost had no idea the team how to more than him. him. Remember when his dad sent the video? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember uh, that. His dad, when he was on the on the Browns, uh, like right before he got released from the Browns, his dad like tweet out or sent an Instagram video. I don't even know. Something to social media, and it was him like breaking down film of Baker Mayfield like missing OBJ. Love that. Was. It was hilarious. Love that. Love um, that. Yeah. So yeah. And then my last uh, takeaway from the week: nothing new. Uh, you know, if you uh, see any of my texts, tweets, hear mm. me speak about football, any of those things. Uh, Micah Parsons, just want to give him another shout out. I jokingly put in here Michael Parsons for MVP. That's not going to happen. But uh, he is firmly in the, the discussion for Defensive Player of the Year, not just Defensive Rookie of the Year, which he has on lock. He could not play another game this year, and he would still win Defensive Rookie of the Year without question. Uh, I still think T.J. Watts probably got a better case for Defensive Player of the Year, uh, just the number of sacks that he's put up in, in limited game action. Uh, but, again, we say it every week, Parsons just absolutely flying around the field. 12 freaking sacks as someone who was drafted as an inside linebacker turned into an edge rusher (laughs) still run sideline to sideline forced fumble this week two sacks he's just an animal is is crazy he's insane but i love it it's good for the nfl it's great for the nfl to have some defensive players in there that's you know making a name for himself and that's exciting right and 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 how about the fact that, like, obviously all the attention for good reason has been on the Cowboys' offense for the last several years, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like, hey, look at this defense kind of carrying mm-hmm. while the offense isn't doing that great. Yeah. Anyway, that's the NFL. You never know what you're going to get on a week-to-week, year-to-year basis, and that's why we love it. Uh, ben, week 14 was a big one in the Dynasty Kings League. A lot on the line. Not only a lot on the line, a lot of good matchups, a lot of mm-hmm. good scores. Just a lot of quality football being played. Every matchup pretty much had something on the line, whether it was seeding, draft position, buys, what have you. Yeah. We'll run through the scores real quick. We've got Skaggs Island 133, Moz Meatloaf 127 in a doozy Monday night comeback Cooper Cup. Uh, All Mahomes Ball 98 and a half. La Marvelous Llamas, 72. A Rough. tragic four-game losing Rough. streak to end the season for the Llamas. Yikes. But he did make it up uh, with he did make it up with a Northwestern Natty. So that is golf true. clap. Golf clap. Golf Go clap. cats. Go cats. We're fired up about that natty. Uh Bellify Island with a massive win, 117 and a half over the Golden Bandits, 108.5. Another Joe's Monday night comeback. Joe's just like a little just, rat. He'll never die. He won't go away. He won't die. More on that matchup in just a moment. A bees nuts with a season high, 131 Upset. points. Upset. Over Bill Bilichick, 114 and a half. Two-game win streak to end the season for Bees Nuts, trending in the right direction after a rough couple of years. 
Uh, Scott's thoughts, 71 and a half, the Ohio State 68 in the battle for the number one pick. And Darren Narwaller's 118, Pizzapalooza 99 and a half. That brings yeah. us, Ben, to our Geico game of the week. Fuck progressive. Uh, we've said this before, but, uh, you know, fuck Flo, fuck Jamie. Mm-hmm. All their other James, commercials, James honestly, mildly entertaining. Like between Baker's commercials and then the commercials where, you know, they talk about not wanting to turn into your parents. Those are funny. And it would never make me want to buy progressive insurance. But those like they actually like clearly know how I to know. market and make humorous commercials. And then they do the flow stuff. And it's like, yo, these are the most cringeworthy commercials of all time. I yeah. just, is it two different marketing departments? I don't. I don't know, Ben. I really don't. Anyway, yeah, we'll I get off the. Uh, I don't know. If we'll get I'd... off the progressive soapbox there. <laughs> uh, Joe one seventeen and a half. Anthony one oh eight and a half. Because La Marvelous Llamas lost, uh, and that loss was confirmed prior to Monday night. Technically, Joe had already clinched a playoff berth. However, Anthony was fighting for that number one seed. He did end up finishing with the most points scored in the league. Uh, but Joe trailed by nine entering Monday Night Football. He had James Conner and Sonny Michelle, the two starting running backs in the game. And Kyler Murray was on Anthony's team. James Conner and Sonny Michelle outscored Kyler by 18 and a half points. Uh, like we talked about, knocked Anthony off the byline. James Conner with a backpack performance of 28 and a half points. We'll talk about him in just a moment here. Uh, and again, we'll get into all the playoff matchups. But we do have a rematch between these two teams this week, Ben. Uh, that is the 3-6 matchup this week. So, uh, you know, not a lot of time apart. They're back at it. Get those lineups straight. Get the matchup straight. Get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn ready. And we'll transition to week 14 superlatives. This will, in my head, probably be the last time that we do this. I don't know if we're mm-hmm. going to need to do best start, worst sit when there's only a couple of matchups per week. It'll be we'll a probably, thin, we'll change thin the pool as it already is. With the playoffs, we'll change the format. Ben, you want to get us started with the uh, best start of the week? Sure. I don't really like mine a lot, but it's getting tough. You know, it's getting tougher as we go. But uh, I'm going to choose DPJ, Donovan Uh, Peoples-Jones. I don't know. I thought that I put... Scott's team, I think. (laughs) I don't know who's... I thought I put this on here. He's on Scott's team, I'm pretty sure. It's on Scott's team. Thank you. Thank you. Uh... Had five catches for 90 yards, 11 points, and he beat me um, by, like, three points. So, hey, that was, you know, a necessary start for him. So, um, yeah, good for him. Love it. Uh, I'm going to go with (laughs) Rashad Penny, friend of the podcast, absolute stud. 16 carries, 137 yards, two touchdowns. That's 25 and a half points for Daniel. You know, Daniel's had a, a tough couple of years, like we mentioned. Obviously, a, a fair amount of tanking going on, which we're trying to clean up. However, he's through thick and thin, stuck with Rashad Penny in that lineup nearly every week. Uh, ben, earlier in the podcast, you mentioned that Adrian Peterson got 28 carries. Is that true? In addition to Rashad Penny getting 16 carries, that's a lot of running ball. Uh, I was talking about like a week ago when Rashad Penny was oh, playing. Prior I think. To this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think AP played this week because I think his back was hurt or something like that. Interesting. I didn't even know yeah. he had debuted He's been for this. Beating his kids yet. too much or something like that. Oof. Yeesh. <laughs> anyway, Rashad Penny, best start. Like we mentioned, uh, Dan did get the win. 
and that was a 131-114.5 victory, so those 25.5 points meant something. As for the worst sit, Ben, who you got for us? Eesh. I have myself, Brevin Jordan, um, had four catches, 26 yards, and touchdown, 10 points. I could have secured – Ben, you did secure the first pick for Stein. <laughs> That's By you true, I guess. Got him I could have <laughs> I could have secured the two pick for Snides if I had started yeah. them. Which is so, everyone knows the two holes where you want to be this year anyway. I want to be in the five hole. The five hole is the spot. Yeah. Shout That's out to Rob spot. for taking down Bosco, getting you that number five pick. Not only yeah. that, with Rob having the same record too, that boosted him up to the sixth pick. Bosco clearly had way more points than anyone else that missed the playoffs. Anyway, Brevin Jordan, go Canes. Uh, we're sit. We're actually just uh, picking on ourselves this week, Ben. Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks. He had eight catches for 101 yards, 14 points. This was a late Sunday morning decision. Uh, Brandon Cooks had been dealing with a back injury, uh, also some illness stuff recently, non-COVID related. Uh, for, and then I kind of, in my head, I was like, okay, well, Corey Davis is on IR. Elijah Moore is on IR. Old reliable Jamison Crowder. Like, apparently the Saints don't do great against receivers. Anyway, all stupid things that came into my head that caused me to put Crowder in over Brandon Cooks nearly cost me a bye, Ben. Uh, Brandon Cooks had 14 points. I think Crowder had two and a half. It's just one of those classic ones where it's like, you don't need to tinker. You had already set your lineup yeah. for the week. You knew who you wanted to be in. Don't be fucking cute and put some weird shit in there. Brandon Cooks mis- hasn't even been that great, but yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he's a lot better than Crowder. I think Davis Mills completed like 13 passes in a row against the Seahawks. Yeah, um, and then like so, in general, completed a fuck ton. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah, yeah. The Seahawks defense is just not stupid. actually that good, but yeah, I get yeah. you. Just, uh, just stupid decision making. Not going <laughs> to happen. Can't happen in the playoffs. Anyway, we survived it. Let's that transition happens. right to the Ease eye-opening performance of the week. We want to thank Ease uh, for being our sponsor for most of the year on this segment. This is where we highlight an individual player, not always fantasy related. I'll go ahead and start us off here, Ben. I got two running backs. Uh, First person I'm going to mention is Dalvin Cook, Uh, you know, the stalwart of my franchise, the only guy that's uh, been on the team since I drafted him in the OG draft. Love that. Came into Thursday night with a dislocated shoulder from like a week and a half ago. When they announced that he was going to try to fight through it, I was like, that sounds like a bad idea, especially as someone that owns Alexander Mm -hmm. Madison, who does really well. Uh, but what did he do, Ben? 27 carries for 205 yeah. freaking yards and two touchdowns, 36 and a half points. I have never in my life seen bigger holes than what the Vikings were creating <laughs> against the Steelers. In the first half, in the first half especially. I mean, that was insanity. I mean, could you imagine watching that as a Steelers fan? Like, you know, a lifelong one that's watched yeah, such that's great tough. defenses and so much pride and be like, what the fuck are we doing right now? Uh, so anyway, yeah. shouts Dalvin. He's back. Like I said, Alexander Madison, COVID and unvaccinated, so he's out for at least this Monday night game, maybe longer. Uh, and then honorable mention to James Conner, uh, who helped provide that comeback win for Joe on Monday night football. Just 13 carries for 31 yards. He did have two rushing touchdowns, nine catches for 94 mm-hmm. yards, 28 and a half points. A couple of things here. I've never been the biggest James Conner fan, and that's purely from a fantasy football perspective. Obviously a great story. Uh, mm-hmm. 16 total touchdowns this year. Yeah, I was shocked when I heard how many touchdowns he had. Not to say that I didn't think he was having a decent season, but that's a fuck ton. 
Yeah. Uh, on top of that, yeah. you can catch the ball now. <laughs> leads the league in one-handed catches, nine catches. They didn't throw the ball to him in Pittsburgh at all. He's just completely rebirthed in Arizona. So good for him. And good for it's Joe. Interesting. It's interesting how well he's doing in an indoor dome. You know, maybe that yeah. might be a, a big thing for him to stay healthy, and that makes sense, you know. so Because the rest of his career was in Pittsburgh, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, pros. yeah, exactly. He probably grew College. up in Pennsylvania, if I had to guess. Yeah, he played high school ball there, I'm sure, out outdoors. And uh, I'm sure that took a toll on his body after well, 10 years nearly, you know, playing football there. Yeah, cold weather. But, you know, you know what probably helps a lot is that they grow that turf outside of Scottsdale and they bring it in. So he is used to the natural grass. That's big. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. One of my one of my favorite scientific facts about the uh, old University of Phoenix Stadium is that what they still call it? Uh, I have no clue. To be completely honest with you, I just that's go in your there neck very... of the woods, Ben. To be honest with you, Glendale is kind of deep. Like yeah. the 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 football stadium and the hockey arena, more like a like a place where they just play hockey. I wouldn't even call it an arena. It's such a dump. Um, they're like out kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of funny, but I think they're moving the hockey arena somewhere else and they're keeping the football stadium stadium out there. So well, yeah, that, they got that stadium there. is really nice. Don't get me wrong. It's I've been there the several times. Yeah. Yeah. I it's would agree. Nice. And they built a whole like mall around that area. Too, exactly. Kind of try yeah, to yeah. help, but yeah, it is yeah. still a bit out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My guy for the week is George Kittle. Did have a huge week last week, but back to back weeks on this exactly back to back weeks 13 catches, 151 touchdown, 27 and a half points. Steins did lose, but Kittle has had back to back weeks of 150 plus yards and a, at least one touchdown. Um, and I'm thinking going to playoffs that might be a pretty big factor for Snide's team. He would have beaten everyone except for myself and Daniel this week, so yeah. Ran so. up against their own saw, unfortunately. We'll see. And then my honorable mention is Rashad Penny. And <laughs> fuck Rashad Penny. That's right. Because yeah. he just can't stay healthy. First round pick. And he had one good game against the Texans. So congrats. Yep. Another one Texans. of the fine draft picks from the Schneider Carroll era. Yeah, Texans are really good. So yeah. That's right. And speaking of Rashad Penny, a lot of mentions this week. The Rashad Penny of the week. We are keeping that name no matter how well he does from here on out. Uh, Ben, you had two of them. That would be Trevor Lawrence and Jamar Jefferson. James Robinson also on the Jaguars in that dismal performance. Zero. I didn't really understand the Jamar Jefferson zero. Did he get hurt earlier in the game? I uh, when I I always look just to see because Terry McLaurin like went out in the third quarter. Now granted he played a fair yeah. amount and got zero, um, so I didn't include him here. For other mentions, Curtis Samuel, Denzel Mims also zero. When I oh, looked at yeah. Jamar Jefferson, it looked like he played a handful of snaps and got zero touches. I don't I understand. I don't get it because everyone out DeAndre Swift was out. Uh, was Jamal Williams playing? Jamal Williams was not playing. I'm pretty sure. And so all they had was fucking Godwin Awugabuye or whatever. And I think they had, like, some other guy running the ball. And Jamar Jefferson literally had, like, a bunch of carries, like, the week before this. I don't I don't get the Lions. Dude. I, I don't couldn't understand. tell you. I know I Jamar Jefferson it. just from draft prep and, you know, go Beavs. But other than that, yeah, I, had, I was surprised to see him in the lineup. Let's just say that. It makes sense. I know. 
with the injuries you would have expected. Something, but it blew my mind. But yeah, Curtis Samuel. This might have been one of his very first games back for the Washington Football Team. He's had a dismal injury-riddled season. Yeah, uh, Denzel Mims with. Uh, like we talked about with the Jets receivers injured, you'd think maybe he'd have a chance to get more on the field. I think he only played like 30% of snaps. The big one there, James Robinson, obviously the clear starting running back for the Jaguars, big piece of what Bosco's doing at Lamar Vos Lamas. Yeah, it's simply tough four, that I, simply tough four that yards. I traded him away. Yeah, him really now tough. he's not doing well. And now you have his uh, you know, soon-to-be replacement, Travis Etienne. Life and, comes full circle. And his fifth pick. And his fifth pick. Uh, the Al Davis Just Win Baby Award, that's going to go to Scott. Uh, this will be the final week of the Just Win Baby Award. Very fitting that the uh, the matchup between the two worst teams in the league uh, resulted in the Just Win Baby Award. Shout Scott, out. also an East Bay guy, so he loves Al Davis, big Raiders guy. Uh, 71 and a half points. Would have lost to literally everybody <sighs> other than yours this Sorry. week, Ben. Uh, that's okay. Uh, God bless you. And we're going to do a couple more segments, and then we'll bring our guest, Max, on the Dynasty Draft Prospect Preview presented by Duracraft Boats. Ben, this has been a a really nice addition. One of our favorite sponsors on the show as well, Duracraft Boats. Without question. Uh, You want to go ahead and start us off, Ben? You usually take reins on this segment. Yeah, well, why don't we start with another quarterback for today, uh, Matt Mm -hmm. Coral. Corral? Corral. Corral, quarterback, Ole Miss. Um, gamer, I'd say. Or just a true gamer, I'd say. Like When you watch him, he yep. just seems to uh, – he's a competitive guy, makes big throws when you know needed, um, but also has some mobility. Um, seems to have a decent arm. I, mean, it's not, I don't want to say it's the strongest, most accurate, but – he makes a lot of big throws. He makes a lot of easy throws when he needs to. Um, he's electric with his legs at times. Um, and he's just super competitive. Um, I know we were talking earlier. Um, he likes to be physical. And that is even sometimes off the field with Wayne Gretzky's son at in high school. Uh, supposedly the story goes that they were at a basketball game. And they went to a high school together. This some like yep. prep school. I don't remember what the prep school is called. You guys might know it because you guys Here, are from yeah. California. I'll I'll tell you. It sounded very familiar because you texted me it. Anyway, keep going. <clears throat> and I guess they were in a basketball game. They don't play basketball, but they were just yeah. You know, okay, they went to Oaks Christian, which is a famous one. That's where Jimmy Clausen went. Yep. Westlake Village, California, rich school. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So rich school. Um. Yeah, rich school. They're at a basketball game watching the high school basketball team play. Stuff's been building up. After the game, Corral and Wayne Gretzky's kid. I don't even know the Gretzky's kid. Tristan. Tristan uh, ended up getting into a little fist fight brawl into the parking lot. And uh, Matt Corral is uh, pretty much, I think, kicked out of Oaks Christian. Um, especially because, you know, Wayne Gretzky supposedly pays 30000 a year for his son to go there. And so Matt Corral transferred to some inner, inner city school, I think. Um and pretty much just said fuck Wayne Gretzky, fuck his son, fuck rich people, and yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, Which in I addition love. to, and I got to imagine because 
as funny as it sounds, 30,000 to go to high school, like it sounds crazy, but like yeah. my dad works at a school that's like twice as much as that to go to high school. So that part's insane, but you can only imagine that Wayne Gretzky also donates a fuck ton of money to the school. And that's, and that's um, another part of the article was he was like the biggest donor as well. Right. And, and the quote from Corral, that kid, his dad went through hoops to fuck my life up. Because <laughs> how bad Corral <laughs> felt about the situation. Uh, and, then, and, and then Corral went to Ole Miss uh, he was committed to USC, I think, but he went to Ole Miss because he wanted to get far away from California, and I think he followed Lane Kiffin there too. So, uh, from a football perspective, Ben, he's a little undersized, right? He's like six one. Yeah, he is. He is a little undersized, but I, I, it's hard for me to say like undersized with quarterbacks. It's nowadays, less of a thing know? now. Yeah, exactly. But yes, he is a little undersized for the typical quarterback that we would generally like. As a pro scouting right. service. Pretty strong arm, though. From my no, yeah. I think he's got a totally fine arm. I mean, like, it's hard to knock him for anything. I think he's he's definitely going to be a first-round pick. He might we be got a, a player comp? Oh, man. That's tough. Oh, think fiery, boy. slightly undersized. Yeah, I mean, he's not – he definitely – he's not, like – I mean, I hate saying it, but he kind of reminds me of Russ a little bit, like early Russ when he first came into the league, when he could run a little bit. Reminds me a little bit like him where, I mean, he put his shoulders down and just see what happens. He's kind of built like Russ a little bit too. So, yeah. It sounds like they probably had similar high school experiences too, knowing Russ. Yeah. I mean, um, Russ, Russ, yeah, I'm sure Matt Corral spent a lot of time at church as well. <laughs> Uh, but you said he potential top ten pick. You think? Yeah, not. and yeah, I mean yeah, he's a quarterback, so obviously. Yeah, exactly. And the quarterback class is not exactly like great per se. Um, so I think it's kind of up in the air who gets picked first. So he's got a shot. Okay. How about our other prospect then? Yeah, I think fantasy wise is probably the more exciting guy for us. Um, we haven't talked to him. We haven't talked about him yet, which is surprising. And he might be the number one receiver going into our class. But this is Jamison Williams, wide receiver from Alabama, also Ohio State, uh, transferred to Alabama about two years ago, I think. Um, and he's really come on this year for Alabama. Um, let me get a little size up. Here I mean, an absolute, quickly. an absolute burner in that. Yeah, exactly. Game. I mean, when you watch him, he's an absolute freak. He just he burns people. He's got good hands. Um, he just seems like a freak athlete. He's six two one ninety. Reminds me a little bit of Waddle. I know yeah. he's got dreads and went to Alabama, but like you know, what I mean, like just watch him, just like woof. He's got. I hate to say this. Burners. Yeah, no, I'd say he, he reminds me of Waddle. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd say Waddle. Um, yeah, it, the dude's just a burn. He's just a freak, um, and he's gonna be. I think maybe the first or second. Wide receiver chosen in the draft. Um, Drake London, your boy, might be up there depending on the injury. Um, but this guy is explosive, and he can turn kicks a little bit. Um, it's going to be – I think any team that he goes to, he'll be just fine. Um, he'll get a couple, you know, he deep shots here in there. 6'2", 190. Yep. Okay. I like that. He'll probably run like a 4'3", you know. So yeah, and he's really what is he like a redshirt junior right now? He's a redshirt junior. Actually, no, he's a true junior. I think. 
Okay. What is, this is actually a little bit off topic, but is the new transfer rule where the first time you transfer, you don't have to sit out anymore. And then if you transfer, yeah, he didn't have to, he didn't have to sit out the first time. Yeah. Because that's the, now the rule you can just transfer without sitting out. If you do it the first time, correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I kind of, I kind of do like that. I mean, I'm past the point of like caring that like college football is a shit show as far as transfer portal and paying guys and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, Whatever. I think get these guys on the field. Like, I guess. and it, it way, obviously, if you're bouncing around, force them to sit out. I like that. Yeah, and the way coaches were like just leaving left and right, it was like, okay, just let the guys, let the players leave too, like if they really want to, you know. Absolutely. Uh, we got, you got a player comp for Jamison? I know we mentioned Waddle, but you said Waddle, um, six two one ninety, kind of skinny a little bit. I mean, a little Deshaun Jackson-esque almost, a little bit, you know? Kind of tall, slender, burner. Um, I'm assuming that he's going to catch a lot of deep touchdowns in the NFL. So, um, he might not be quite the returner that Deshaun Jackson was, but wide receiver-wise, Deshaun Jackson might be a good comp. Interesting. I'm trying to figure out what Deshaun's – see, the hard part, Ben, Deshaun's 5'10", 175. Mm. So okay, a bit a taller Deshaun Jackson. Okay, I like that. That's that's lofty. One of the better deep threats in NFL history. But yes, true. And still <laughs> doing it for the Raiders, shockingly. I know. Really surprising. All right, we've covered our draft prospects. We've got a, a handful more that we'll cover over the next several episodes. We're probably going to run through. You know, we'll continue to do it after each week of the playoffs, and then I'm thinking, you know, probably one last podcast that a recaps the championship and then b looks forward to not just recaps the championship but recaps mm-hmm. the overall season you know trending sure. up trending down looking towards the future maybe, who's got picked, maybe a couple off-season episodes too regarding the yeah, draft some and some other things right. yeah yeah right. you know some fun stuff and next Absolutely. week we're gonna have andy polachek on because we're doing a uw right <laughs> that's a false, uh-huh. that's a false. <laughs> Fuck the dogs. Um, Fuck Andy, Andy but Yeah, he won't, be, he won't be on the podcast. Um, yeah, there's some guys listening right now that are fired up. Uh, last I'm fired gonna, up. Yeah, I know we're going to talk about uh, before we get Max on here. Uh, looking forward, we're going to do a quick fab recap, and then we'll, we'll preview the matchups in terms of the playoff matchups. Uh, very simple. You know, it's kind of an interesting uh, fab portion some some teams are no longer in it so now it's like okay yeah. you adding guys for next year what have you sure uh, so pizza palooza spent ten dollars on cam sims i uh, did not need to drop anyone meaning he had an open roster spot scott's tots uh zero dollar bid but got blake jarwin dropped kyle use not sure again maybe that's a long-term play dalton schultz i looked up it's not hurt or anything like that so maybe just thinking that that blake gets his opportunity once again in dallas uh, and then alan lazard uh, for Bill Belichick, $0 bid, as we know. Bill uh, spent his budget quite a while ago. Dropped Keelan Brilliant. Cole, wide receiver of the Jets. Uh, fabulous edition of the week. I'm going to go Alan Lazard. I only say that because I clicked on him. It looked like he had a decent game last week. Five catches for 75 yards. You know, he's kind of an enigma. A lot of these Green Bay receivers, we keep waiting to see who breaks out outside of uh, Devontae Adams. Still undetermined, but anyway, we'll give that as the fabulous edition of the week. Yeah, I'm going to go with Blake Jarwin because why not? 
yeah. Uh, Any you know, insight into that? Well, here's like the thing. Kyle Yuzhik, uh was started against me last week, and I was pretty worried. Not going to lie. He's a fantasy nightmare. So the fact that Scott got rid of him um, shows me that Scott's giving up on the season, you know. <laughs> and what's up with Cam Sims? Did, oh, Cam Sims? I have, well, just, I'm, I'm guessing I don't, uh, yeah, Washington wide receiver. He got COVID this week, so... I guess Perfect Dan is, just, is that Dan? No, no who's that's, that's, uh, Travis is <laughs> Travis. He's pro COVID. I get it. Okay, yeah, pro yeah. COVID. Yeah, okay, yeah, must be. Yeah. All right, Ben. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We will have Max Hillman. We're gonna break down the playoff matchups, talk a little betting, primetime pick'em, and everyone's favorite segment, the interview. Talk oh, to you on the other side, wait. Ben. Awesome. I just want to take a quick moment to thank our title sponsor, Cheez-Its, uh, greatest snack brand in the world, specifically the four cheese flavor, the single greatest snack of all time. Uh, we want to thank them for sponsoring the show. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you don't like Cheez-Its, go fuck yourself. Back to the pod. Ben? Hey, can you hear me? Welcome back, Ben. Thank you. I just changed. I lost... One of my earbuds, one of my Bluetooth earbuds, and so I'm using the other. A little upsetting, but hey. I'll find it. Okay, man. Hey, dude. Whatever works for you. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. <clears throat> we'll have Max Hellman on here shortly. I'm excited. Once he uh, think, figures out how this works. Now, I don't have any questions. Ben. I don't have any questions for him, so. It's okay. It's all you, bud. Boys, speak of the devil. What's good? Speak of the sun devil. Maxwell, the podcast. First of all, how was your trip to the dentist? Um, Thank you. First off, it's an honor to be here. Longtime listener. Um, You guys got really good stuff here. Uh, The trip to the dentist, Drew? I love the dentist. I want to like shout out the dentist right Let's now. Let's go. Let's go. Me too. I want to take this time to shout out the dentist right now. If you guys own a healthcare plan sponsored by your employers, get your fucking teeth cleaned. Like, <laughs> right, brother. It like wasn't. It wasn't many. Come again. Oh no. Wow, he's about to get into a good story. I know we were going to go on such a good rant there. Oh, yeah, yes. you're back. Oh, I see. If the phone locks, then it shuts down the podcast thing. Mm. Anyway. Get your fucking uh, teeth clean. What, what was yeah, your story, get, though? Oh, I was, just, I, I was literally just saying that, like, not many years ago, people were dying from tooth infections. So, like, yeah. fucking get, get your teeth cleaned. I'm a big fan Plus, as well. Ben, ben apparently is not. but It feels hella good, too. My teeth feel clean right now. <sighs> Yeah, I guess I have some PTSD with a be- like a very mean dentist when I was young, so that just maybe haunts me. Fair. Yeah, but... <clears throat> I've had better I get it. That were really family oriented and really made me feel welcome. It was like yeah. a long lost you know brother every time I went in there. However, I will also acknowledge that the fact that I was genetically gifted with good teeth. Then mm. lack cavities and braces helped a lot. So every time that they're like, "Hey, you have great home care," 
And I'm like, actually, I don't, but thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> Maxi, first thing, let's just get right into it. We're going to preview the playoff matchups, and then we're going to talk some betting. I've said this about four times on the podcast already, and then the interview. Uh, we know, Max, that you've had a chance to take a look at the, uh, the two matchups. First one being number three seed Anthony, who you know very well, versus the number six seed Joe. You don't know Joe well, but you'd love him. Uh, what are your thoughts on that matchup as someone that's an outsider looking at those two teams? Yeah. Um, I mean, I really like what Joe's got going on in the form of Rogers and Justin Jefferson, James Connor mm-hmm. showing out the guy's a one handed catching machine. Um, but then like, you know, we get into the, you know, the Devonta Freeman and Sony Michelle stuff and it's kind of lacking. I found it interesting. You guys have five flex spots in this league. I love mm-hmm. it. I think that's I awesome. a lot of variety. No it's defense, awesome. no kicker. Just get your players going. I did not mm-hmm. know that was a part of this league, which is pretty sweet. Um, on it, Anthony's it's the side, same though, number no. of players, too, for what it's, it's the, Right. It's the best roster format that I've played in my, like, let's see, I've been playing fantasy football for nearly, I'd say, like, 17 years. It's the best roster format that I've ever played with. I dig it. No, I dig it. I think if you were to take this roster format and run a league <laughs> on that sleeper app, you'd have the combination of best uh, fantasy mm-hmm. football experience. The sleeper mm-hmm. app is phenomenal. Let me plug that real quick. Mm-hmm. Love that. Knew that was coming. I almost I, proposed an interview question about it. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at Ant's team and Tyler Lockett's beast. Spawn Diggs didn't do much. Kyler, For a little bit know, of context. It's, it's a good Anthony's matchup. Team... I, I mean, I think Joe, t- Joe takes it. Oh, okay. love that. For context, Anthony's team led the league in scoring. Wow. Uh, I know you don't see the benches here. There's not maybe like Robbie Anderson, a couple other. Uh, he's got Cordero Patterson, surprisingly not in the lineup at this moment. Maybe he got COVID or something. Um, but he just traded for Cordero, like literally last week. Um, oh, speaking right, of so- COVID, I heard the yeah. NFL is doing something different than the NBA right now in terms of these Omicron cases that are popping up. Like, they're playing through the weaker variant, and the NBA is, like, being more strict about it. Did you guys hear about this? Ben spoke about it briefly at the beginning, but we didn't know the details. Yeah, yeah I, so I unfortunately, can't, I unfortunately cannot bring in the other details. I was curious. But anyway, yeah, COVID, man. Yeah. It's get, your <laughs> get your boosters. Yeah, get your teeth clean. If, if, uh, if, there's, if there's anything you guys take away from this pod, Drew and Ben, it's go to the dentist more and get your booster. That's all I really care about. All right, so you got Joe winning that matchup. Any thoughts on the matchup, Ben? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, I do think that uh, it, Joe's got a couple stacks going, so it's really good depending, you know, how the Green Bays and the Minnesota's game goes for him, I feel like. And I love that Tyler really... Conklin's included in that stack. Hey, you just never know. Um, you never know. <clears throat> you never Monday know. Monday night, too. So it probably won't be finished until then. Tyler Conklin could get that, like, last-second touchdown and score, like, you know, just eight points in the total. But that could be enough to win the game. You never know. I'm calling it right now. Tyler Conklin, Monday night touchdown for Joe to win this game. Difference maker. Got it. Uh, also, for context, Max, these two teams played each other just last week in the final week of the regular season. Team Joe beat Team Anthony uh, that solidified his playoff spot as a six seed. 
Um, as the commissioner, as someone that's also well alive in these playoffs, I'm not going to comment on this matchup. We're going to transition right to uh, number four, Nick, versus number five, William. Uh, Maxi, any thoughts on this matchup? You know William decently well. I know you don't know Nick all that well, another AZ grad. Yeah. Um, shouts out, William. Just a good soul. Um, I love what he's doing out in Ithaca. So, you know, it's really impressive stuff. We just, we have a lot of love for, for William and the Hillman household. So I just want to shout that out. Nick, Nick, I'm sure the love is there. I just got to meet you first. Um, Mm -hmm. that said, Nick's lineup is jumping off off the sheet for me right now. The Tom Brady, Eckler, Evans, Kittle combo is, is pretty fucking dangerous. And then we look at Gronk on the bottom there, that Tampa Bay team, is playing New Orleans at home on Sunday night football. That's going to be a sick fucking game. Um, mm-hmm. And it, we'll, we'll touch on that in the primetime picks as well. But I can definitely see Gronk scoring at least one touchdown in that game. So I think Nick's team ends up taking it, despite, you know, something crazy from Debo happening on an end, end around on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, well, I don't know. I, I like Nick's team in this. Yeah, what's interesting, too, is with that Sunday night game, you also have Kamara and Godwin on the other side of the matchup. So just a lot at stake with that, that Sunday night game. That'll be a fun five, game to watch. Five different the, guys in two. action. Love it. Good call. Ben, any thoughts? I think I might have to side with my good friend William here and have him, even though he's on the three-game losing streak, the team is kind of in a skid. I think he bounces back this week and gets a very important dub in this playoff win. Um, I think Jalen Hurts kind of comes back after a couple weeks off injury and plays well. Um, Zach Hurts might score a touchdown. Chris Godwin might get another 15 receptions, you know, stuff like that. CD Lamb's always there. <clears throat> yeah. you know, Williams' lineup is nice. Deontay is. Foreman, an X Factor against Pittsburgh in those gaping holes from last mm-hmm. week. We will see. Deontay Johnson's been steady but... too as a flex. Yeah, yeah, that's a good very call. good matchup. At, a lot of good players. There is. Uh, I dig it. So what did we take? I took, matchups. I took Joe and and Nick. Right. I took yeah, the, the two AZ Arizona boys. boys. Sweet. And then Ben took Joe and William. Yep. Uh, speaking of picking things, Ben's betting corner presented by Baskin Robbins. Mm. Max, any quick ice cream thoughts for us before we talk betting? Have you had ice cream uh, recently? Do you like it? I haven't had ice cream recently. I do like it. Um, I, I guess the, the thought is, you know, when you have the choice, definitely go waffle cone over cup. Okay. I love yeah, it. That's not, yeah, that's not a bad – yeah, that's not a bad choice whatsoever. Or even waffle cup. Shout Fairfax Scoop. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little mind men. Um, ben, how's the, the betting going? I know it's gotten slower. We've talked about that several weeks in a row but yeah just a couple player props this week nothing big uh did you win them oh even went even them? pretty much i can't remember what they were but i just know the accounts look like they did on monday or on uh friday so okay. we're good we're okay uh but i want to talk more about this upcoming week and what to bet on um <clears throat> i don't know what the pats line currently looks like but yesterday and the day before that, they were plus money. So if they're still plus Saturday money, at Indianapolis, yes, you need to you need to jump on as quick as possible before they turn to negative money. So please, you're welcome. 
You're welcome. Uh, I got some bowl picks for you guys this week. Western Kentucky money line versus App State. Northern Illinois plus 10.5 versus Coastal Carolina because Coastal Carolina is fucking garbage. And San Diego State money line versus UTSA. When's the first bowl games? Fridays. Friday. Friday. There's okay. like three or four on Friday. Maxie, any thoughts on uh, recent wins, losses, and or future bets that we should be looking out for? Um, geez. I mean, we won last night on the Warriors spread, but we okay. missed on Steph Curry over points prop. Um, mm. He was like six short. I think he's 27 and a half, and he scored 22. Um, but shouts out Steph for becoming the greatest shooter in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was sick. In terms of upcoming bets, I think I'm, I mean, the most, most, the bet I'm looking forward most to is picking like three or four outright winners for the waste management, uh, coming it. up in February, but I don't know. You got any, I'm not any guys talking. in mind early on? Or are you waiting until those odds come out? I'm, I'm going to like definitely wait till the odds come out, but there's guys I'm thinking about, and I think we might get into this in a more golf related discussion, but there's guys I'm really liking this year, and it's Sam Burns, Patrick Cantlay, um, Maverick McNeely I really like. And there's a few yeah. others that are that – the shape of golf is really good right now. Let's just say that. But before we get really too much good. on a tangent, um, yeah, those were the bets from last night. Uh, oh, I've been playing poker online a good amount lately. Love um, that. Because I'm, I'm in between jobs. And so I've been playing, I've been playing cash games and tournaments. And last week I won. I came in first in a tournament and won a thousand and five dollars. That was my wow. biggest cash so far. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm fucking with the, the online poker right now. It's really, really fun. Love to hear it. Love that. Uh, primetime Pick'em. Surprisingly, we don't have a sponsor for Primetime Pick'em. Haven't all year. Maybe we'll get on that next year. Uh, ben, you correctly predicted Green Bay covering against Chicago. Mm. You unsuccessfully picked Pittsburgh and Arizona to cover, bringing your season record to a dismal 13-23. and 23. However, it is better <laughs> than the guest picker's record of 9-21. and 21. Max is looking to uh, turn things around for the guest picker now that we have a guest once again for the first time in three weeks. And your boy carrying the torch went 3-0 and last week, 20-16 and 16 on the um, season. Very solid. Oh, wow. Uh, nice, Drew. Thir- Thanks, man. Thursday night football, Kansas City at Chargers. Really nice matchup for a Thursday. Chargers are getting three points, meaning the Chiefs are favored by three points. Max, how do you see that one going? Yeah, it's funny. When I looked at this line earlier in the week, I was thinking, like, Kansas City, no doubt, Kansas City, no doubt, Kansas City, no doubt, the whole way. I'm coming in right now, and I'm saying bet the Chargers with the three points and take the Chargers' money line. I like the Chargers in so five. I like that defensive line that that Los Angeles is bringing, and I think they get to Patrick Mahomes more often than not. Love it. Benjamin? Uh, That's that's a hell of a pick. Um, I kind of want to lean that way, but I just feel like the Chiefs have been playing so damn well lately. Both sides, all sides of the ball, special teams, defense, offense. Um, Chargers – had a big week last week. A little inconsistent for me, though. And I know this is probably going to decide the AFC West. So give me KC here, minus three, because I think maybe they score like a last second touchdown to win or something like that. Okay. 
I'm also taking the Chiefs minus three. I really don't like betting on the Chiefs. They seem to be in prime time more than anyone else for obvious reasons, but we have to have picked like half of their games at least this year, right, Ben? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It just seems that way. Uh, anyway, don't feel good about it. They've won a bunch in a row. Usually means you're about to lose one, but I don't trust the Chargers still. Anyway, we're just going to roll with Kansas City minus three. Sunday night football, we talked about a little bit in terms of the Nick versus William matchup. A lot going on there. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay minus 11. Another team that seems to be on primetime all the time for obvious reasons. How do you see that one checking out, Max? Um, I like New Orleans with the points. I And I'll tell you why. I think um, I th- I'm like kind of – my ship has sailed. Like I, I'm, I'm going down with, the, or no, that's what I was looking for. I'm going down with the ship with New Orleans. So preseason, I, I have two futures on them to win the Super Bowl. I have over their nine wins for the year. Like, it's been a fucked season for New Orleans, but they always win when I need them to. So I'm taking New Orleans plus eleven. That is a lot of points, Benjamin. I feel like this is one of two teams that Tom Brady and the Bucks like severely struggle with. Um, them and the Washington football team. I don't know why it's these two teams. I guess the Saints make a little more sense because they're a division rival, and they have been relatively good the last couple of years. The Washington football team no one never makes sense to me, but they always struggle with them. So I think 11 points is just too much here. I you know I know I don't even know who I, I guess Taysom Hill is playing quarterback this week. I'm not completely sure. Yeah. Wrapped up finger and everything. Yeah, I still, you know, give me the plus 11. I think it's more of a competitive divisional game than people think. Got it. Uh, I've got Tampa Bay minus 11. Anyone that's been following this segment knows that when the other two people pick a Mm -hmm. team, uh, I'm going to pick the other side because that's how I roll. That's how I win. Uh, Don't feel good about it. Tampa Bay minus 11. Monday night football. Minnesota at Chicago. An interesting Monday night game. Not the greatest matchup, but could be pretty competitive. Chicago is getting three and a half points. Minnesota's favored by three and a half. What do you think about this NFC North matchup, Maxi? I think this one's pretty straightforward. Don't overthink it. Minnesota minus three and a half. Uh, Minnesota has two of the most dynamic weapons in football today, in Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Watch out for Dalvin Cook. Take over 100 rushing yards in that game on Monday Night Football. Mm, and Justin Jefferson, anytime TD scorer. I bet you'll get boosted odds on the over 100. It's probably sitting at like 76 and a half or something. I don't know what the line is. But, uh, yeah, look out for Dalvin Cook to play big. If you could buy half a point there and you could get that down to Minnesota minus three, that's a play all day. Love it. Ben? That's not a bad pick. I am going to go the other way, though. I'm going to go Chicago plus three and a half. I think Chicago showed us a little bit last week against Green Bay. Um, I know that. Honestly, I've picked against Chicago many times on this podcast. Um, but I think they showed us enough last week that I think they get a little bit competitive with Minnesota. Minnesota has one of those crazy games where they, you know, kick a last-second field goal and by two, one point here, you know? Yep. Wouldn't surprise me. They've had a lot of those games. Mm-hmm. I'm also taking Chicago plus three and a half. I'd say this about every pick I've ever made on primetime pick them. Don't feel good about it, but that's what we're going with. <laughs> uh, you know, regret yeah, your 2016. <laughs> Yep, Minnesota, you know, coming off a win. Chicago coming off a loss. Whatever. Just give me the Bears. Go Justin Fields. Uh, Max, you ready to answer some questions? Yep, let's do it. 
All right. First question. Obviously, won't be a ton of Dynasty talk, but you did have a very brief taste of Dynasty Kings co-manager for a handful of weeks, maybe a couple of months with Colin uh, before ultimately selling the team to Anthony. What do you remember about that time and what ultimately went into the decision to sell the franchise? Yeah, um, we were spending during that time. We were spending a lot of time at lofts. I think I was in like three other leagues, maybe four other leagues at the time when when we decided to start the dynasty league or, or go in on that. And um, yeah, I don't honestly, I don't remember much. I don't even remember much from coaching it. Uh, it was I very definitely didn't go, <laughs> I yeah. definitely didn't go into it with much strategy or thought. Uh, I think there was always we were always going to sell that franchise when we could. And I think we picked, you know, a time at, when it was at the top of its market value and we find a we found a willing buyer. So, like, I don't know. I think it's worked out really well. And I'm glad to see Anthony kind of coming into his own in this league and, you know, meeting kids like Ben Goldstein. It's just it's a blessing. And, and they're, you know, they're when great friends. friends. When friends we used meet to, friends. Well, we used to hate each thing, other. So. We used to hate each other, but now we're best friends. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's sweet. It's been a rapid rise of friendship. Yeah, it's been. It's been Anthony, beautiful. Anthony's like a Sour Patch Kid. First he's sour, mm-hmm. then he's sweet. <laughs> yeah, Max, did you guys? And I'm like a Reese's cup, and I'm like a Reese's cup. I'm chocolate <laughs> on the outside, peanut butter on the inside. You're, you're salty. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo. By the way, my mom sent a picture of a Reese's peanut butter cup that had like potato chips on the inside. It's like a new concept. Crazy. I don't. I don't um, yeah, she said it was all right, but I'll believe it when I have it. Uh, yeah, Max, when you guys ultimately uh, sold it to Anthony, was there much of a discussion there? Was he the first person you reached out to? I think Colin and I were like we were sitting at lofts and we were trying to figure out how we could get this team off our hands and who would be who would be into it. And I, I don't know if Anthony was the first option, but he was definitely top three. And when the call came to him, he was ready to go, and so. We were really excited about that, you know, to be dealing with a, a willing partner and, and someone willing to come in and take the franchise and run with it. So it made all the negotiations and mergers pretty easy, and we're we're happy to, to see where it's at now. Absolutely. And I loved how you said you sold it at the top market value, too, because the yeah. franchise was truly a dumpster fire until Anthony turned it around this year. But, um, you know, that was all Collins. Doing not not yours, of course. Um, yeah, I mean that goes that goes without. When you saying. don't make, I mean, we all know Colin as a fantasy manager. He doesn't make trades. He doesn't try to improve his team. He just drafts and prays. Uh, speaking of Colin, you and him play each other in the first round of playoffs in our home league. Our home league's in its fifteenth season. Overlapping members of that league uh, include Zach, Travis, Daniel, and myself. Uh, how are you feeling heading into that matchup? That's a three-six matchup, I believe. Colin is the three. You as the six. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not feeling great. I feel like team's my on team a little bit start- of a slide. Yeah, yeah, my team started out the season pretty well. I think we lost our first and then won four straight or something like that. But anyway, uh, I, yeah, I don't feel super confident going into that game. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna make some waiver wire moves here either tonight or tomorrow while I'm at home, and yep. uh, and kind of look at some matchups. But again, I'm not gonna try and do too much and just. You know, fantasy football is gambling, so it's it's a week yes. by week game. And one interesting note: and you just got to win each week, right, baby? One interesting note uh, for those that aren't in the league: Colin, actually, uh, real hard worker, medical sales, constantly busy. Uh, he was not present for the draft because he got called into work. Uh, so our good friend Julia Alvarez's boyfriend Perry drafted the team. 
and drafted Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and one other like legit quarterback. It was very funny. Yeah. He had like three studs for a while. Stafford, maybe. Um, anyway, Collins' team has done very well. Uh, speaking of that league, Max, I updated the league history this week. Uh, you've been in the league for seven seasons, like we talked about. It's been in existence for 15. Started our freshman year of high school. Highest win percentage at nearly 60% of your games you've won. Uh, what has been your secret to success in that league and in fantasy football in general? That's a really great stat, and it's, I'm always really proud to hear it. Those seven yep. years have been a blessing, and I love this league, and I'll never leave it. Um, I'm getting it. a lot of background noise. Is that on Ben's side? Yeah, they're having soup tonight. Damn. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Did guys. you go with clam chowder? Uh, I went chicken noodle. Okay. Oh, are you feeling unwell, Ben? No, I feel actually great. It's just, you know, I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of noise. I don't know what's happening out there. So They're a big part, soup family, though, Matt. Pardon me. That's okay, dude. Um, what, where were we at? Oh, yeah, the, the win percentage. Yeah, I mean, it's a record I'm proud of. I wish I could tell you, like, it's been, a, like, a bunch of really good coaching decisions, timely trades, like, intelligent <laughs> waiver wire pickups, but it's not. Uh, good drafting? Gotta be. I, I think the draft, I always feel confident after the draft, and, you know, we'll make a few moves here or there. But, you know, I think my boys just, when it comes down to it, they, they rise to the occasion. I think right. that's uh, emblematic of my team's. And that's emblematic of me as a fantasy owner. We're always going to rise, rise to the occasion there. So that's that. Absolutely. No titles yet, but we know one's on the horizon. That's for sure. And obviously you haven't had as much time as, as most others. Uh, transitioning just to regular football, Max. We've seen 14 weeks of NFL football. Who do you have as your Super Bowl prediction to face off in Los Angeles on February 13th this year? I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers against the New England Patriots. Love that. Okay. <laughs> Love um, that. <laughs> the shit with Rodgers this year is so good. Everything about him has been incredible. He's a crazy person. <laughs> Everything about him has been incredible. But what like, always withstands the test of time is he's really fucking good at football. And so, like, the Packers are, what are they, 9-3? and three? Or 10-3 uh, and 10-3, three and three. yeah. 10-3 yeah. now? I mean, they're just a good football team. I think they're going to, you know, slide through the NFC. And, and the Patriots pick, I think, is interesting just because, like Ben said, the, the Chiefs have been playing so goddamn well as of late. Um, and, you know, it looks like they're just, like, getting hotter and hotter as we head towards the end of the season in the playoffs. Um, but, dude, I just – it comes down to coaching in the NFL. It really does. And the Patriots have good weapons. And I just – I think they're winning another AFC championship. God, I yeah. love it. I fucking yeah. love that. I love their team and I love their coach. You know, enough said. Um, we're going to transition to one more NFL question. Threw it in here late. Didn't even type anything out. Uh, ben actually has both Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne on his team. Mm. Everyone knows you're a big – now, you know, again, it's a dynasty league, so we're building towards the future. You're a big Duval <laughs> County guy, big Jags fan. What the fuck's going on with Urban Meyer? What's going on with the Jags? Is there hope, Max? So, I mean, I'll, I'm going to go back to a day, and I want to say 2016, maybe 2015, and we were at Drew's mom's apartment in San Anselmo right behind the police station. 
and we were watching a Jags game and Blake Bortles had just come out of Missouri. The Jags were like really young with Allen Robinson and Mark. Central Florida, Lee. Central Florida, Central Florida. Oh, sorry. I always fucked that up. I always uh, it's okay. Gabbers, it's okay. Missouri. Yeah. Blaine Gabbers, Missouri. Fuck. That's why I always fucked it up. Uh, it's okay. Central Florida. He was sick in college. They had a bunch of young guys, uh, cool off offensive threats. And then the defense mm-hmm. was sick. And I was like, I don't have a team I root for. I never really rooted for the Niners or the, or the Raiders. And so I was like, fuck it, Duval. And I bought a, a, a Blake Portals jersey that day. Um, <laughs> ever since, I did well, not know what I was just like signing up for six years later, five years later, whatever it was, and having Urban Meyer become our head coach. What a dumpster fire. The guy fucking cheats on his wife in a bar with a picture of him and his wife on the wallpaper. Like she's literally <laughs> staring down at him. It's the guy, and then this shit about uh, – fighting with Marvin Jones. I didn't even read too much into that, but like he was calling his team losers and shit. The guy's a yeah. clown. The guy needs to be institutionalized. Like, <laughs> it, it just, just get rid of him. I like, I'm not convinced the Jaguars don't have talent. I know on in, in week one, Trevor Lawrence threw three picks, but he also threw four touchdown passes. Like I know yeah. there's talent there. Travis Etienne hasn't gotten to play. LaVisca right. Chenault is probably one of the most dynamic receivers in the league. And just, yeah hasn't had a chance to show that to anybody yet. There's been spurts and moments of greatness, yeah. which which I love to see. And I know shouts out all the Boulder guys in this league, Visca Two Live. Like we want to see him succeed. And I, I really do want to see it in a Jaguars uniform. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean I think it, it needs I think to be we just need a new coach. Overhaul with coaching and, mm-hmm. and draft an offensive line. Which, which yeah. is funny, too, because they obviously just hired Urban Meyer this year. But I agree. It was always going to be a, a bit of a rebuild, but you would have loved for less chaos to go on in terms of the coaching front and the drama and all that kind of shit. You know, they were going to lose games no matter what, but, you know, maybe feel a little bit more positive about the direction, how hard they're playing, respect for the coach, all that kind of stuff. Trevor and yeah, Travis, 100%. though, Trevor and Travis, though, are going to be just fine. Just, Max, I'm going to send you a screenshot of my team going into next year. You're going to love it. Yeah. I'm excited. Hit, hit uh, my line. Yeah, hit his line. Transitioning to another one of our favorite sports, we've got Tiger Woods and his son, Charlie. They're set to tee it up at the PNC Father-Son Challenge this weekend. Tiger uh, has had a bit of a roller coaster of a career, to say the least. What are your expectations for Tiger's career moving forward, and what are your expectations for Charlie's career moving forward? Yeah, um, I'd just like to start with taking a quick – uh, five second moment of silence for Tiger returning to golf. Thank you very much. You can open your eyes. Um, yeah, I mean to to see what what his car looked like after that crash, yeah. and to have this guy walking around hitting balls now is, and then now playing in a tournament. Don't get me wrong; it's kind of like a a, a buffer tournament, a transition tournament, as we've called it, Drew. Um, and like once he actually tees it up in a real PGA tour event, like a legit one, that'll be awesome to see. Um, but it's just awesome that tiger, the goat, the goat of goats. Yeah. Like there's tears to this goat shit and Tom Brady's up there. Michael Jordan's up there, but tiger woods is the goat of goats. Uh, Usain Bolt is up there. Tiger woods is the gold of goats, the goat of goats. Um, the second part of the question Drew is Serena Williams is another one. That's really good call, Ben. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky sure while we're going there. Wayne yeah. Gretzky while we're going there. Rachel but but Gathers. again, <laughs> that's sick. That was sick. Um, what was the second? What was the second? Uh, just, well, just like a like just a quick note on Tiger. Like 
expect from him moving forward as far as his professional career? And then what are your expectations for Charlie? Yeah, okay. So Tiger Woods is at, what, 82 career victories? Yeah, 15 and, majors. And 15 majors. Um, I see another PGA Tour uh, career tour victory for him. Okay. I see him Which would be 83. sweet at this point, quite frankly. Yeah, because that gets Sam Snead, right? Yeah, he's. I think he's tied right now. He's tied with Sam Snead at, eight, Sam Snead at 82, I believe. And then Jack is at 18. I don't see, I frankly, I don't see That's three more masters. Yeah. I, it would just be too much. If he does it, then like this whole goat of goat conversation that we just had two minutes ago, like, oh my God, put a timestamp on it. The guy yeah. is a God. If he, if he wins three more majors, even just tying the record. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's really good to see Tiger playing golf again. And I'm excited to watch him in a real tournament. I think he gets to 83 before he's done on the PGA tour. Um, and, and after the PGA tour, I don't think he's going to play that president or champions tour bullshit. He's not going to be like, Phil, nope. he's just going to hang him up and be like, I'm, I was the greatest to ever do it. So respect Tiger Woods, shout him out. Goat of goats, uh, for Charlie. I'm really excited to see Charlie play this week. Um, it's, it's a fun story, right? Tiger Woods, son. Um, I was, I saw a Twitter or a tweet the other day was, it was pretty funny. It was like, Oh, by the way, like Charlie Woods isn't even top a hundred in the world in his age group. And he averages 83 strokes around. And like that kind of put the shit into perspective to me. It was like fucking fucking Tiger Woods was was shooting 43 when he was three years old and winning tournaments at eight. Like Charlie Woods will never be his dad, um, despite like all of the hype that we're trying to make it into. And like you'll see Sports Center, ESPN's Instagram will post every fucking day until the tournament starts that side by side video of Charlie and his dad at the last PNC championship. And like yep. how they're doing the cl- the same club twirls and the, mm. the same tee pickup and all that shit. It's cute. I love it. I like to watch it. And, and this week's going to be a fun tournament. What is Charlie Woods going to do in the game of golf? He'll probably play college golf on account of who his dad is. Um, no matter how, and he'll probably be good enough to do it. But let me mm. take that back. He'll probably be good enough to do it. Um, will he have any sort of meaningful career on the PGA Tour? I'm going to say no. Understood. Holy shit, dude! Like there is an actual tornado going on outside. The weather here is crazy too. The weather in the bay has been nasty. atmospheric river. I heard. Jeez. Yeah, dude, the bomb cyclone. Ben, this is a question for you. Uh, we're set to enter our fifth season of fantasy golf, uh, along with Zach and Bosco, fellow Dynasty Kings members, uh, as well as new member Jay Flaherty taking over for Colin. Colin really likes to leave fantasy leagues, uh, and then Arthur <laughs> uh, is the sixth member. Member. <laughs> Uh, there are talks of a monthly podcast hosted by myself and Max. Ben, what advice would you give to an aspiring new podcaster like Max? Well, you know, first off, keep as many distractions out as possible, which I'm not doing well. Uh, probably keep your dog out of the podcasting room, too, while you're podcasting. Because mine is... Fletcher's a chiller, well. though. Fletcher's more mellow. Than All right, well, that's good. Gigi. That's good. Gigi's, Gigi's out of control. Um, but you know what? The main things are enunciate, pronounce, talk with authority. Um, and even if you don't know what you're talking about, talk with authority. I'm really good at that. Yeah. Well, he's a salesman at heart. Half the time, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just sound confident. All right, Ben. That's good advice. Thank you. I You're think the enunciating piece is really good too. I'm not great at that either. Uh, yeah. Couple well, and, good. Yeah. And regardless <laughs> of what you do, Max, you're going to be better at pronouncing things than Ben. So the bar is <laughs> low there. <laughs> hey, Ben. Hell yeah. 
Ben, please yes. pronounce Zach's full name. Oh, uh, Zach Ferrando. Ferrando. Oh, hey. You did hella good. That was, the first one was perfect. Ferrando right. is where you started skewing. Ben, you've butchered that like almost every time you've ever read it out. What have I done? I've done like Ferrando. You've done Fernando. You've probably done Fernando. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Chris Olave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matt Corral. of our league members well. Uh, there's no denying that you know Zach and Bosco as well as anyone, having grown up with them since a young age. Do you have any funny stories about them that we might not know? <laughs> so, so uh, I definitely I saw this question before we started recording, and I had to think about it for a little bit because there's I feel like there's just a lot. I've known these kids since we were five years old, but uh, there was one that kept sticking out. So this is a story about coming of age. And like starting to learn your learn sexuality, not just mm. the mental side of it, but the physical side of it. And it's really a beautiful story. Um, so in middle school, like fifth and sixth grade, uh, the biggest thing in our lives for sure was Little League Baseball. Our middle school was maybe a mile from the Little League field we played on, which was also at the elementary school we all grew up and went to. And this was Kent Middle School? To. This was Kent Middle School. And we were returning to Basage Elementary School where the Little League field was. And whether, whether during the week we had a game uh, or one of our friends had a game, the place to hang out after school was the Little League field watching the majors game or hanging out at the snack shack or playing on the playground or doing whatever. Um, so, like, in middle school, we used to, like, raid over after, after that last bell ring and run over to the, to the Little League field and hang out during the games. And when we weren't playing, you know, there was a bunch of shit we could do. But one of the things we started to learn to do when we were in sixth grade was play truth or dare. And, like, there was a few girls around fifth, sixth, and even into seventh grade that, you know, definitely filled out first, right? They had TNA before <laughs> everyone else. And, and naturally, naturally, like our burgeoning bodies were excited to explore their, you know, theirs. Their TNAs. And, yeah, just touching skin and stuff. Um, so behind the Little League field was this little creek. And it was blocked off by a bunch of like trees and bushes and stuff. And so what we would do is during another person's game is, you know, we would sneak down there with a couple of girls. And we'd play truth or dare. And I can distinctly remember a few instances. I'm going to start with one of Mikey's. But I can distinctly remember a few instances of this truth or dare game getting hot. Hot and heavy. <laughs> one of the first times. One of the first times was I dared uh, Caitlin Briarly. Actually, we should probably leave names out of this. <laughs> I did, I've never I heard dared, that name before, but yeah. I dared this girl to spit on Mikey's bare penis. Oh, wow. And and Mikey, straight up like a champ. Oh, God. Siri on my watch just asked about that. (laughs) Um, So Mikey drops his pants. And like Mikey, Zach, and I were all late bloomers. Like, don't get it twisted. And like, he drops his pants and he's not working with much at the time. None of us were. And Caitlin gets down on her knees. Gets about six inches away from his little dick, wow. and she spits on it. <laughs> the same thing, maybe about a week later, she gets dared to do to me. 
same thing. I pull down my pants and have my little fleshy champagne cork of a penis. And Caitlin Briarly, oh, we were leaving out names. She spits on it. The last one I remember was a time where we were at another Little League baseball game. And we went into the back by the, this creek with all of our friends. And we had dared Caitlin Briarly to grind on Zach. And you'll notice that she was a frequent up-and-comer. So Zach laid down on his back, like in the leaves and the dirt. And Caitlin Briarly got on top of him simulating reverse cowgirl sex. Zach got a boner. Zach got a boner and Caitlin Briarly ran away crying because she thought she had done something wrong. And I think that was the last time we ever played that game. But I'll never forget those games of truth or dare behind the uh, Little League baseball field with Caitlin Briarly, (laughs) Stephanie Coughlin, or Alexa Barchuk, Nikki Ford. Some no names. names, no names, no names, some no names. names are good. Yeah, uh, well, whatever. I recognize some of them, but yeah, they, they won't be listening to this pod either way. So funny. We're safe. So that's that was something that most of you league members definitely wouldn't know about Zach and Bosco. Down in the creek, truth or dare. And uh, and uh, Maxwell, have you congratulated Bosco yet on his college football championship recently? <laughs> you won a college football championship. Yeah, and this fake college football simulation game that he plays online with like a bunch of like teenagers. <laughs> I play too. I play too. So I have not just... congratulated on him, yeah. on him on that yet. But what I will congratulate him on is that I, since those days in the creek, I've seen his dick, and it's a lot bigger now. Huge, <laughs> huge. Yeah, barely can cover it's, it with a sock. Uh, it's like a funny. thick. It's like a thick piece. I can't say the uh, same for Zach. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, <sighs> Max, then we'll let you go. I know it's your. Uh, well, actually, we'll talk about this in just a moment. This league consists of five guys that spent at least a year at University of Arizona, four of which graduated. Uh, ben spent one year at Arizona before transferring. You spent just one year at ASU, correct? Uh, semester, not even a year. Semester, a one semester. Then College of Marin, then UCSB. I talk about your time in Tempe and why you love the state of Arizona in general. Yeah. Yeah. Really good question. Um, Tempe was, it was hot, man. If you, if you want to go to a place, <laughs> that's always, if you want to go to a place that's always going to be warm, like go to Tempe, Arizona. Um, I'm going to be down there on leaving the 23rd. I'm flying down to visit my grandmother who lives there half the year uh in rio verde like uh fountain hills area if you're familiar Uh, i live there i live here right now wait ben didn't we talk about this maybe i don't know i feel like we talked about this i'm literally lives in rio verde so i'll be down there the 23rd i live in fountain hills hit me up words so are you ever there in march when the fountain turns green Yes, I'm. I'm gonna be here in March when the fountain turns green. Yes, not that I'm gonna go see it, but yes, I'll be here. <laughs> and, and you know what we do is when we get home from the or get picked up from the airport around Christmas time every year is drive down. I forget what the main drag is, but it's like just left of the fountain. Oh, fountain just, of the fountain of the avenues. Yeah, yeah, avenue of the yeah. fountains. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and we and we look at all the Christmas lights. That's like a family yeah. tradition. So like that. you're starting to see a little insight into why I love the state of Arizona. It's hot. There's golf. It has good family memories. Uh, seeing grandma and the rest of the, the, the Midwest family, the Midwest connection. Um, they host the sickest golf tournament ever down there. 
And we're going to be hitting that up in February, which I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's all around a good – it's a good state. It's also like a red state too, so there's not any like fucking soft liberals there. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to wear your mask anywhere, which is sick. Um, it's true. So, you know, I let's saw go, Brandon. I Let's saw go, Brandon. Yeah, I saw a pickup truck of uh, no mandates. Big old decal, about 36 by 36 inches. No mandates, no power. <laughs> What's great is we fully transitioned to get your teeth clean, get a booster shot. To, <laughs> to in, just, in, in just a matter of 30 minutes. Um, it just goes to show you. I need to have another bowl. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of COVID, second to last question for you. I have no concept of time during COVID in this COVID yeah, world that we live seriously. in. Uh, Max, I believe you got engaged in 2021 to your longtime <laughs> girlfriend, Chelsea. Maybe it was 2020. Who knows? Uh, also, happy birthday, Chelsea. Happy 30th today. Uh, 29, Drew. 29. Just kidding. You're younger. Sorry. Uh, but but shout pro- out. She'll appreciate that. I texted her, and it was funny because – I acknowledge in the text that I hadn't texted her since last year on her birthday, which was tough, but you know, um, <laughs> that's how that goes. Sometimes that's just how that goes. Sometimes I forget how the proposal happened. Uh, what went into the decision on where to have the wedding and what role will Fletcher play at the wedding? Yeah. Thank you. Um, we got engaged, uh, a, almost a year ago now, December 19th, okay. 2020. Um, what went into the proposal uh, buying the ring, that, that part's crazy. Um, get insurance, you know, the vibes. Uh, we we did a it? proposal. We did it out at Stinson Beach, a little picnic. Yeah. Our dog was there. Fletcher was there. So um, that was that was nice and special. And, and Dakota took photos for us. And he was all, you know, stealth and stuff and did a really good job day of the pho- uh, photography. But post, post photography was terrible. Don't hire Dakota. <laughs> um, <laughs> no for real though um <laughs> and then what what else what uh where we decide to have the wedding so we're having it up at a place called nokoma resort um it's about 45 minutes an hour north of Truckee, california so it's up in the lost sierra it's a beautiful location uh once we visited it it you know it marked all the or checked all the boxes so it's an easy choice um I'm excited for you guys to be there. And what else? Oh, what role? Fletcher will be, uh, I think he's going to walk down with Chelsea's niece niece and nephew. They're both eight years old. Uh, One's the flower girl and one's the ring bear. And they're going to walk, Fletcher's going to walk down with them and meet Mm -hmm. us at the, uh, at the altar. Okay. I like that. Just super romantic stuff, dude. It's 2022 almost. And like, you know, love is in the air. Love is love. Absolutely. One love of William's favorite lines. Love is love. Uh, very last question. Speaking of love, three guys that you know in this league well, not quite as well as Zach Bosco and maybe myself. Kill, fuck, Mary, Scott, Travis, and Daniel. Oh, this is a very good one. Um, gosh. I think it's so – it's tough. One of them is, like, fairly obvious to me. Um, there's one that or like the last two could be there's a couple reasons they could be interchanged but here's what I'm going to go with I'm going to go with fuck Scott marry, uh, marry Daniel and kill Trav 
And like, this was a tough one for me because like, I think about, I think about, um, you know, fucking Trav. I was going to say, I think about fucking Trav. I think about fucking Trav a lot, but I, (laughs) I I just, (laughs) I'm afraid, I'm afraid it might hurt too much. Not to mention, (laughs) not to mention Scott, like Scott would take me out. Like he would wine me, dine me, and then stand up sixty nine me. So like, yeah. it's it's gonna be stopped. <laughs> give you a nice like, DJ set to listen to. Oh my god, rock me to sleep with my ketamine dreams, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, I think it would be a nice night out with Scott, and then Mary Daniel. Like, it's I want to be taken care of and safe in my life, and Daniel yeah. is gonna do that for me. He's gonna yeah. like tuck me in every night. He's gonna get me my little cup of warm milk. Consistency. Um, consistency well he's exactly he's the one guy in this league that's actually married correct yeah exactly that's and, exactly and that, at his wedding the, and yeah. he's the one guy uh yeah yeah, yeah that's bosco's still engaged scott's still yep. engaged yeah so not to mention daniel's actually the only husband in this group so that's right i think it's it goes good. without saying i'm gonna marry daniel so it's love been that. real love it any love uh that. parting thoughts for us maxi um yeah, I think I just want to go back to the top and talk about the dentist industry for like an hour. Um, no, but no, but seriously, get your booster. Um, Shout out. Yeah, go to the dentist. Why not? And yeah, I don't know. It was really a pleasure being on here, guys. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was fun talking with you guys for the last hour or so. Um, I miss you both. I miss seeing your faces. So I'll leave. I'll leave you guys with this. Love is love. And I miss you all, and I love you all. Thanks love for that. coming on, bud. Hit me up when you're here. I will. Hey, have a adios, beautiful fellas. Wednesday evening, boys. You too. You too, boys. See you guys. Adios. Peace. Bye-bye.